For the next part of the show, let's change the subject almost drastically. I promote electric vehicles, I promote wind power, I promote solar power, but the newest and probably what's going to eventually be, not in my lifetime again, but maybe even before the solar and wind take over as much as we thought they were going to, is natural hydrogen. It is a potential clean source of energy beneath our feet that is far, far greater than they ever thought it would be, and this is just really new science. So let's give it a shot. I'll tell you what I've been able to find out looking around the, on the web, and I even wrote for a paper, or I mean, asked for one that was sent to me. As studies show, there's far more natural hydrogen underground than we ever believed. There are already well-funded efforts to drill for hydrogen gas, and they're underway all around the globe. Boosters see it as a plentiful green replacement for fossil fuels. Will it be cost effective? Probably not immediately, just like solar and, I mean, look how solar's come down 80%, folks. But we've got to stay on the wagon to look for other energies. We cannot, in spite of how, whether you've got your head in the sand or not, fossil fuel's not around forever, folks. I'll live it to see it still around, maybe you and your children. But there's 8 billion. Soon there'll be 8.1 billion of us. We need fed, we need water, we need energy to get around, and we need to heat our homes. We need to, to take care of all the necessary needs that keep us uh, surviving. Fossil fuel is not it, folks. It might be right now. If you're invested in Shell, go ahead and waste the money. But in the long run, other sources of energy have got to come into play. Here's a good little story to start with. There's a remote community of huts and corrugated iron roofs in the arid savanna of West Africa. And it is truly a trailblazer for a new form of carbon-free energy. The residents of this town in Mali are the only people in the world that get all of their electricity and all of their energy by burning natural hydrogen. Not out of the air, natural hydrogen. It was first identified bubbling out of the depths, believe it or not, of a well in the village back in 1987. And a gas incidentally burns totally clean with no carbon and wind burn produces one thing, water. That's it, no pollution. Because of that unique happening, uh, scientists now say there's probably trillions, listen to that word, of tons of hydrogen that we've Never noticed, we never looked, for. and not only is it there, but it's being continuously generated by our own Earth. It's basically, at least in the millions of years we see in the future, uh, renewable on its own. In recent months, prospectors have been brushing to find it, drilling for hydrogen in France, Australia, Spain, Morocco, Brazil, and here in the United States, Nebraska, Arizona, and Kansas. Even folks like Bill Gates and, and some of the really rich, rich guys have joined the hydrogen rush, making major super millions, almost maybe billion dollar investments uh, in a company that's exploring for hydrogen that we can get right here in our own country. Not to be, a, be an optimist, but proponents say, even if we would extract just 1%, of what they know is down there, we could supply all of our hydrogen needs for the next hundreds, not tens, hundreds of years. Working with all this new science, hydrogen is increasingly seen as a potential substitute for all conventional fossil fuels. 
it, and in essence is a fossil fuel, except it renews itself, especially in energy intensive processes that cannot be easily fueled by electricity, uh, such as blast furnaces, cement works, and industrial heating. Oh, another one's long distance aviation. That's another story with uh, hydrogen that's very, very uh, interesting. But until now, hydrogen has had to be manufactured usually by separating it from methane or methane, which requires a hell of a lot of energy. That means it is only as clean as the sources of energy needed to make it. Most of the 70 million tons of hydrogen currently used globally each year by industry is actually derived from partially use of fossil fuels, which gives it a large carbon footprint. That's what we want rid of, folks. Hopes for a greener hydrogen have rested on using renewable electricity from wind and solar farms or hydroelectric dams to split water into its oxygens and hydrogen atoms. This process, very well known as electrolysis, is at this point more expensive than our dirtier methods. However, it's fastly getting online. There's a point when they think it'll be in parity in the next several years. But if manufacture of hydrogen is maybe going to become unnecessary because there are almost unlimited amounts of naturally generated gas underground hydrogen just waiting to be tapped using conventional oil drilling technologies that could change everything. And there's a growing excitement among the people that really promote that, that the world may be sitting on that resource. And here's the weird thing practically anywhere you are on Earth. And incidentally, extracting hydrogen is really going to be pretty easy. Why? Because the gas seeps to the surface wherever it has a chance to get out. So drilling to provide a route is all that's really needed. No fracking is required. We don't have to ruin our Earth to get it. Though the hydrogen may require some purification, because in certain cases it's mixed with other gases, which incidentally may also be useful. The next thing on the study agenda is by the use of hydrogen, do we indirectly build up other greenhouse gases? We're not sure of that yet, but that's the one thing we don't want to do, that it appears on the surface that hydrogen will be perfect for. But remember what I say about science. We don't know science, we practice science. We will have to look into that. To try to make this eighth grade science, which is all I can understand. Geologists have long known that processes in the Earth's crust make hydrogen gas from what? Water. The most prevalent way appears to be what they call serpentinization. I won't do that once. It's like 15 letters long. And what happens is when iron-rich rocks are in contact with underground water and rust, capturing oxygen to make iron oxides, and they leave behind what? Pure hydrogen. Remember, hydrogen, oxygen equals what? Water, folks. That's only an eighth grade education. You need to understand that. However, until recently, this chemical reaction was kind of seen as a little more than kind of a geological curiosity to most people. Hydrogen is extremely light gas, and the assumption has been that it would swiftly seep away into the surrounding rocks and go away, never collecting in quantities. However, that's no longer found to be true. Half a century ago, scientists and researchers started showing more interest in exploring whether the assumption was true, only to find out it probably isn't. There has been a long-standing belief that free hydrogen in nature is rare originally. But now, 
it's shown that it's not only not rare, it's common. We just need to learn how to capture it. Science now showed that, for instance, geoscientists have not looked for the natural hydrogen in the right places, and they need the right tools. And with, here we go, science going the way it's taken, we now have the right tools. We can see there's, appears, if we can learn to capture it, kind of like we did fossil fuels, except this one's not dirty, unending amounts of hydrogen that could manufacture, give us heat, energy, power, whatever we went, maybe in untold amounts we've never even considered before. To kind of bring home, let me tell you one thing that I think all of us are either aware of, even if you've never seen it. I've only got to see it once in my life. And that's none other than Yellowstone National Park, folks. It's one of the best study ecosystems that feeds entirely on hydrogen that bubbles out of the hot springs on a regular basis for thousands of years. To get back to where we started, let me first talk again about that little village in Mali. They just, from collecting from what that well does, they get 50,000 cubic feet of hydrogen a day. It is enough to, to fuel turbines that generates power for all the village's inhabitants. And now the company is also working in other spots. They found a really hot spot in Canada and are beginning to search for extensive hydrogen reserves in rock cavities near the surface in, if not tens, hundreds of places on Earth. Again, I have to bring this one up also since I did live in Australia. Uh, Adelaide is a pretty good sized town. They recently found that on Kangaroo Island outside of Adelaide, they discovered enough hydrogen stored naturally uh, that the estimate is that it could be enough hydrogen to power Adelaide, the whole city now, it's not a small town, for at least 40 years without even finding any more. And as our science progresses, and it always does, there's another approach now that looks for seeps of hydrogen to the surface. And how are we doing that? Duh. We're using artificial intelligence scanning through our satellites where they're finding more and more seeps that may actually hold more hydrogen than we've ever even realized was ever available. You can even see some from the air without using satellites. They're called fairy circles, and they're depressions typically measuring uh, hundreds or maybe thousands of yards across. They look like kind of a chimney of hydrogen exhalation. And we see these, again, you don't even have to have a satellite for this. You can fly over these in parts of Russia. And interesting, there's a pretty good size one in North Carolina. So we're just beginning to touch, touch the very edge of what this hydrogen could do for us. And I mean in the near future, we're not talking hundreds, we're talking tens of years. Of course, if you follow science, practice science, you've got to look at the downside too. There is some warning that hydrogen leaks from wellheads, pipelines, and other infrastructures would be inevitable, just like fracking lets out more methane almost than we can use, regardless of whether the hydrogen is produced naturally or taken out of the ground. Well, hydrogen itself is not a greenhouse gas at all. It does have indirect warming properties we have to take into consideration. A climate scientist at the Environmental Defense Fund realized that when hydrogen is released into the atmosphere, it can mix with other free-roaming gases and form kinds of ozone. 
which in the lower atmosphere can be considered a greenhouse gas. However, it must be said, the percentages are far lower than if we're, what we're doing from the Permian Basin anywhere releasing tons and tons of methane on a daily basis, but it still has to be considered. On the good side, even if we never did it, if we start actually harvesting the gas that we know is already leaking, we see it everywhere from our satellites, harvesting it will reduce the seepage and so well and overall have a beneficial effect to our climate. The same may not apply, however, to tapping reserves contained in the Earth's geology that would not otherwise leak into the air unless we really are careful with how we acquire it for our own uses. And like so many sciences, again, there's always the naysayers. There is a group from the University of Edinburgh that says that we, even though we think there's large amounts, the amount of energy we're going to need, again, with over 8 billion people is astounding. Now, on the good side, that same group from University at Edinburgh says, even at what we know about it now, and we've got a lot more to learn, it's a heck of a lot cleaner and safer than what we're currently used trying to maintain 8 billion living souls, not to count everything else that lives on this earth. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters. Music